This is The One Podcast with Andy Murphy and Gavin Jones. We've done a Desert Island Discs for each other. We and we've picked four songs each, haven't we? To have a quick chat through. Yeah. And we thought it would be quite fun to do. Mm. Um, and hopefully fun for you to listen to, to, to see what sort of things we would pick. So do you want to do um, yours first? Can do. Well, I, I picked... Let's do one each. One, one yeah, off one. Yeah, I think so. I think the, the first thing I've gone for is this, I grew up um, in a in um, in a house, um, unusually rather than a, a fridge. But I had four brothers and a sister, and Irish parents, and all my brothers and sisters were into so the music was just mental. My sister was Rod Stewart, kind of Abba. My other brother was a New Romantic. Uh, my other brother was oh, in, your brother's a legend. My other brother was into soul and funk. My other brother was into kind of country, and it was just. But I remember one day, my brother, the melting pot oh, of the Murphy households. So I remember one day, my brother came on with this twelve-inch um, single um, by a band called the The, which ah. and a, a great name, and it was called This Is the Day. I remember looking at the album, uh, the twelve-inch, and the artwork on the front was just so spooky. Was, and you, we don't get that now. No, that where weird. artwork is important. Like if you remember back in the day, like the Sergeant Pepper album yeah. is like. A piece of art, you know, piece of history. Who was really? the guy who, who did the picture of uh, sunflowers? What's that artist called? Is that Van, is that Van Gogh? Van Gogh is it? So it was very, very reminiscent of that. The, the front artwork was a kind of a man, and his face was sort of melted. I oh, just, okay. I just thinking, wow, what is this? Yeah. So we took it out, and and in those days, you know, I was only eleven or twelve. Uh, a record player and vinyl was just like, what is this? And you put it on and put the needle on. Anyway, my brother puts it on. I've got a little clip here of the tune, which we can now listen to. It's a very different song. It's, I think it's classed as uh, post-punk music. Okay. Okay, and it's called uh, This Is The Day from... Which the... which then manifested itself into new romantic music. Yeah. New yeah. romantics were punks. Yeah. Originally. And, that's, that's and then they, they changed. But I just remember, and this was the first song as well, uh, when he turned the 12-inch uh, the, uh, um, sleeve around, the actual words to the song were on the back of the, uh, the sleeve, which I thought was very weird. And it's the first song I ever learned word for word and okay. I still know it now if it came on the radio I could sing the whole song no way word for word wait wait it's, it's it's you've been reading some old letters you smile and think how much you changed all the money in the world couldn't buy back those it came out in 1983 and it got to number 71 in the charts that's probably why you've not heard it wow. but I just remember that being on in my house constantly yeah so the, and that's the brilliant thing about music you're immediately transported back as soon as you hear that piece of music well the first line you didn't wake up this morning because you didn't go to the bed you were watching the whites of your eyes turn red it's just, that's just cool. at 11 years old I was thinking what's he on about what's he talking that's about cool, isn't it? is he talking about going to school there he, he probably wasn't talking about going to school no. he'd be definitely talking about something else yeah so what, what's, what kind of songs have you got on your list? I always said to you kind of you're a bit of a funk man a bit of a James Brown, Steve Wonder, but looking at your list here, you're it's, not. You're none it, of those things. If anyone's, um, if anyone's tried to do this, it's the most difficult thing in the world for someone like me, and probably for you, because I, I, the ones that I've omitted have, have made me feel anxious. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I've basically tried to look at it in in a way of my heroes, um, and I've picked their best song or the song that I never get. It's, it's important for me to, to have songs that I never get bored to. Okay. So the first one, I'm guessing... I don't know what it is. T- let's, tell me now I can... The first one uh, is Prince, Purple oh, Rain. Yes, okay. And Pr- the Purple Rain's an interesting one because I never get bored listening to it, and even though I've listened to it a million times, but I also never get bored of singing it. 
and that's and I've sang it a million times, and it's uh, it's one that we used to always have in our set when um, when we did bar gigs because you can't really play it at a wedding unless it gets requested. But it just, it's just something about it, his guitar solo, it's the passion that's in his voice, which is one of the things that I love about Prince anyway, if you want to play it. It's a great song. I, I don't think I've ever played that at a wedding, only because it's a tough song to dance to, but it's an amazing tune. It's it's a song that people will sing along to. Yeah. So if, I, if we do, maybe we do a, a, like a duo gig or something, we can get people singing along that you right. just get to the chorus and go, everybody sing, you know, it. and yeah, they'll, yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll do it. I think the, the other interesting thing about that is that recording that you've just played there. That's from the film, that, yeah. Is... It's the only recording that exists, it? and it's a live recording. It's not a studio recording. You can hear feedback on it. Ah, okay. So that's why it's interesting. I've never seen the film. The film's not amazing, but it's worth watching just to see him perform. Yeah, I might watch it tonight. When um, it, it's not. A, it's not a brilliant film. There's not amazing acting in it, but the, the music in it's exceptional because that album was his biggest ever yeah. album. Um, but yeah, I, I I just I just never get bored of listening to it, so it's um it's it's special to me. What's your next one, mate? My next one, I remember years ago. Um, believe it or not, I used to work in McDonald's on Market Street in Manchester, which was the most no no disrespect to McDonald's, but it was horrendous. It was awful. I didn't know you worked at McDonald's. Yeah, did, did you have those brown oh, trousers? Yes, it was like really. Everyone's years bum ago. looks fat in those trousers, doesn't matter how thin you are. <laughs> and there was a guy who worked there who released a record. Oh, and really? uh, when I heard the record, I heard it before I worked at McDonald's and I heard it in, again in my brother's front room. He was playing it and I was like, what is that noise? And this was from 1988. Now, in my humble opinion, if you go back and look at songs that were released in 1988, one of the best years ever. Things like Good Life in a City. Yeah. Uh, that sort of era. And this came on in my brother's house and I thought, it was a noise to me. Uh, I'll play it and see if you, you'll probably know it straight away, but it was just like a noise. Oh, voodoo, voodoo oh, right. mate, yeah. And it's just that noise and by who? Uh, a guy called Gerald. A guy called Gerald. This just reminds me of clubbing. Yeah. And just that noise then I thought, what is my You still doing? you still drop this still when you gig, yeah, and people go nuts because they've any, just forgotten about it. Any opportunity I will drop that. Anyway, he worked at McDonald's and he released that song. No, yes. that is nuts. And I think that that was his, the only hit. I'm not sure what he's doing now. I did try to uh, Google him last night, but I couldn't find anything out about him, which was very unusual. But Voodoo Ray, guy called Gerald, just that noise. My brother, as you imagine, my brother in the front room playing that, and then my sister upstairs playing the Nolan Sisters, and <laughs> my other brother out the back playing, um, I don't kind of Depeche Mode, and it was just was, I mean, mum and dad in the kitchen listening to Brendan Shine or or not Daniel O'Donnell. That was never big in our house, but uh, yeah. What's your next tune, our kid? That's um, you will probably find that that guy who's a guy called Gerald will be someone like it's like Norman Cook has had like a million names. He's probably a producer somewhere. Yeah, yeah. he'll be yeah. he'll be someone, and he'll, he'll he'll have a body of work. It won't be just one track, mm. but he'll, it'll be a body of work under different. That was names. a massive tune that in the Hacienda days. Oh, of course, it's just Hacienda, definitely. Yeah. Um, it's proper old school as well. I mm. love that that song. I'm really pleased that you've included that. Um, my next song is. Um, a song by Stevie Wonder oh, mate. and uh, it's the I think it's the only time I've ever I went to see him he was in Manchester and he, he, he did a date and then he added a date and I got tickets for both Wow! and I went to see him and it's On b- both nights yeah no way yeah and it, it was the second time 
Um, we had really good seats. We were right at the side of the stage. And it's the only time I've ever been in a gig and cried when he played this song. This song, is it about his wife cheating on him? Yes. Am I getting that right? Yeah, it is. And um, he, the, the interesting thing about Stevie Wonder is he's, he's so clever with lyrics. He, has, he, he drops things in um, that have got symbolism, but also mean something to him. So he, he, there's a line in it that says, lately I've been staring in the mirror, which... Obviously, he yeah, can't. Yeah, so, yeah. it's it, there's stuff like that, and he talks about senses, the perfume, and all that sort of yeah. stuff. I just love it, and it wasn't, it was, it was just the occasion that made me got me upset. It was, and the, the feeling in his voice, his, his delivery, the passion, and it was it, just it, incredible. It's certainly a passionate song, and it, it, the the passion comes through in the lyrics. Let's play a bit of it. Well, I'm a man of many wishes. Beautiful, isn't it? My premonition misses. What I really feel, my eyes won't let me hide, cause they always stop. Oh, my eyes won't let me hide. And yeah. I've got goosebumps. Yeah, no, I, I can see the that. power of music. It's um, Wow. It just it, it evokes emotion, doesn't it? And that's why we all love it. It's But that, that song in particular is just... I think the melodically, it's just beautiful. It just takes you somewhere, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he, he he's just got that incredible range to his voice, so he just goes off on one at the end. He goes, you know, he goes up a key, and it's just it's a beautiful it's song, just brilliant. Yeah, and the emotion. And I love a story behind a song. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I, I'd love story. to know who that was about and what had actually happened. There must be a backstory there because, yeah. like you say, it's about his missus. He, he's suspecting his missus is cheating on him, mm. and uh, she, uh, her, um. And there's a lot of songs that are about that, aren't yeah. there? Because that, that's the type of thing, that's the type of thing that would, you know... Warrant to write a song, isn't it? You yeah, write it about would, life, life would, things. You, you're, trying to, you're almost trying to self-soothe, aren't you, by yeah. writing a song to get it out, I suppose. But um, go on, what's your next one? Well, my next song is um, just after I, I finished, uh, just after I passed my driving test, uh, my brother took me out in the car. Um, no, was it before my driving test? I think it might have just been before my driving test, but I was taking lessons. And he took me out in my mum's car, which was a Mark II Escort. Beautiful metallic blue car. But it had a sunroof, which is like... <laughs> And I thought I was Rockefeller. I was like, well, you got a sunroof? No, we have, mate. Belter. <laughs> so he took me out in the car and uh, we were driving down the A6 Stockport Road through, um, I can't remember, just kind of near Crowcroft Park. Really quickly. And he was saying, just calm down, make sure checking mirrors, blah, blah, blah. And I saw him rooting around in the glove box. I said, what are you looking for? He said, oh, I've just bought this new tape off the market. I said, Brilliant. I just want to stick it in. So we're driving down, the sun was beating down. And I remember just driving, sunroof was open. I've just, you know, ready to pass my driving test. He sticks a cassette in. Yeah, change. And I was like, what's this nonsense? And it was putting me off. And then I've not edited this song, so that's why I'm having to play a bit more of it. So I'll turn it down because copyright. But um, when it does kick in, it's it just takes me straight back. If I play this song, I hear that's it anyway. So, that's so mad back. that you remember that. Mark II Escort, this song. Sky Blue, Sunroof, buzzing down the street, and, and this just come on. It was just... I can imagine being in a car. Yeah, and if you had like decent speakers in the car, that baseliner would would really really like so it's changed searching who were a band fronted by luke van dross the backing singers on that were famous as well but i, can't I think, think i were. think the the story about changes it was it was luther's band before he went solo right first of all um change were somehow connected to chic were they yes they were they were the support band for chic i think right okay um and i think some of the singers were are on the tracks from chic 
It's a great tune. Love it. Yeah, it's a great tune. And we, there's the other one that we love is Lover's Holiday, isn't oh, it? Yeah. Which wow. was close to being in close, my yeah. floor. Well, that was close. It was either Searching or Lover's, or Lover's Holiday. Holiday. Just, yeah. It racked me head. I didn't yeah. know what to do. Go on, what's your next one, Arkid? Um, my next one is... Um, it's Like I said, I looked at it and my three favourite sort of artists in music history, Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson and Prince. Mm -hmm. So I had to have a Michael Jackson one on there. Of course. Um, but Michael Jackson's kind of, for me, is a bit over, not overplayed in general. Just for me, I listen to it quite a lot. So I get quite bored of stuff. But there's a load of Michael Jackson songs that I love. But this one I've picked is one that's on... Um, the Thriller album. I've not heard this song. See, that's that, that shocks me because I hammered the most people hammered the whole Thriller album, and it's not a well-known one, but it's one that's just really cool. And as soon as it comes on, I sort of my anxiety goes, and I just relax, and I just think, yeah. Okay, well, let's see. Let's put on and see what happens to you. His voice yeah. is amazing. So it's Quincy Jones' production at his best. Yeah, his voice is so, so good, isn't it? He's just a perfect, such an artist. It's the perfect pop voice. Yeah, brilliant. You know, key-wise. And and then he just sings with such passion, you know, so they, he gets the message across. But that that's a song called Baby Be Mine. It's Like I say, it's not a well-known song. It's I think on Thriller, it's back-to-back -back with PYT, and PYT is another one that I love as well. Yeah. Um, so I just it just reminds me of being in my dad's car. See? Back in the, the day. memory. My dad had the Thriller album uh, years ago and I used to when I was a small kid I used to lie across the back seat yeah very dangerous they wouldn't do that now but I used to lie across the back seat and try and go to sleep and uh, he used to have it and it just reminds me of, of that time when I was young going places with mum and my dad um, but yeah it's um, good choice that mate yeah did you like that I'm surprised yeah. you've not heard it but you'll be, you'll be playing that I'll one, be playing uh, it every Friday, gig now that'll yeah. be my sound check song do you have a sound check song what well, I suppose you don't because you don't do sound check do you I do, I do have a sound check song um, it, it, for a long time it was Lover's Holiday by right. Change um, then I changed to um, Seasons um, oh, um, oh what's that what's ding, ding. Yeah. That, that crazy guy that crazy singing. guy wow yeah. what a performance that was what's what's what on the called? tip of my tongue then Seasons by um do you know, someone mentioned that about you the other day. I was at a venue um, a couple of weeks ago and they said they'd love seeing you guys arrive at a gig because, the, I mean, she wasn't calling anybody else by any stretch of the imagination, but she was just saying she loves how easy you are to work with. You walk in, you arrive, and you set up like that. Whereas some other artists um, take forever to set up and they bring in 18,000 sets of speakers and they're there all the, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two for hours and hours and hours. I think there's, there's, there's a reason for that. Okay. Um, there's a reason why we set up quickly, is that we we tend to try and keep it simple with the sound, so we don't tend to mic everything up. Mm. Most bands do, and that's absolutely fine. It's probably what you're supposed to do, but we tend to just use on-stage sound for the, the drums and the bass and the guitar, and then the speakers are just my voice and the sax and the, the backing vocals. So I think that the reason why we set up quickly is not... Uh, anything to do with us being better than anyone else it's just that uh, we keep our setup quite simple because a lot of the venues that we that's it that's seasons by um future islands future islands got it if you are listening well you are listening to this podcast uh, make sure you go onto youtube type in david letterman future islands seasons and you watch 
the performance of a lifetime from that guy. That guy. Oh, it's amazing. Puts his heart and soul into it. I mean, it. at first you're kind of laughing at him, because, yeah. but then you realise he really he's means into it. it. He's banging he into really it. He really means it. it. Yeah. Um, your next, your next song. My next. Oh right. Um, right. This next song from 1985. I went to a, a club in Manchester called Deville's, and there's a DJ there called. I'm sure he was called Alan Maskell, and he's st- he's still doing stuff today. He went on to um, open his own club called the Brick House in Manchester. And then he opened... Where was that? The Brick House was in an archway on Whitworth Street, okay. kind of opposite the venue. Um, anyway, I used to go to Deville's every week, and this guy was just incredible. I used to stand there watching. I think it's one of the reasons why I'm a DJ. Um, and he used to play stuff like The Smiths, and then he'd play kind of dancey stuff as well. And then every now and again, he'd just drop a tune in, and you think, what the... Where's he going with this? Yeah. And, and he dropped this, so we'll, we'll, we'll play a bit of it now for you. This is... Um, the Water Boys. It is a great song. So I'm in a nightclub. Just after hearing Inner City, after hearing maybe Voodoo Ray, then he drops this. Yeah. But he got away with it and it worked. And I tried to go and see Alan Maskell DJing as much as I can. I don't think he does it as much anymore. And I used to go to the Brick House on a Tuesday night. It wasn't a busy night. And just sit and watch him. And he, he dropped just mental songs like that, which... Are, not in any particular genre just played them because they were good songs and he wanted people to hear them and share them and he's he used to have his back to the audience in the brick house and when he plays play a song he'd kind of turn around and do this little little cheeky smile just to say yeah I know I yeah know. <laughs> and I'd always buy him a pint and we weren't mates mates but when I walk in he'd always give me a little tip of the hat and he'd always do that to me give me a beer and uh, I think he's still going I hope he is that's cool I'm sure he's called Alan Maskell yeah Anyway, yeah, hold the movie. I, that, that, I love that song. It's, um, it's a strange it, one. It takes a while to get going for me, but when it does get going, then it's brilliant. It's and if you're in the mood for that song, oh, it's it's classic. You nothing must bad. you must play that at weddings. I yeah, thought, quite a yeah. lot, and people do lose uh, lose their, their their mind over it. Yeah, yeah, cool. You've got one more, I think. Um, I've got one you more. Love, you love this band, don't you? Uh, it's well, the, the the biggest band in the world at the moment. Are they? Uh, not not taken out of like. The realm of like Rolling Stones and you know, say U2 or whatever. But current band, this is the biggest band in the world, the 1975. Um, I absolutely love everything they do. I've uh, been to see them a few times, been lucky enough to meet them a few times because I've got friends who know them. Nice lads, they're just from Alderley Edge, local lads. And um, this recent album that came out um, has, I told you it was going to be album of the year, and mm. it was. Yep. And it's just, um, it's just so different. They're, they're kind of known as like an emo band or an indie pop band, and then they're not. Once you know, I've always found them hard to work out what they are. Cause... Yeah, because but the thing is, is that the, the the lead guy is quite influenced by ambient music, so their production is absolutely fantastic. They actually do songs where there's no lyrics, and it's not just ambient music on on the tracks really? on on their album. Yeah, so you wouldn't have heard that. And the the general public know them as like a cheesy pop band, but they're not like that at all. Um, and this song in particular, what I love about it, I wouldn't say it's a protest song, but it's it's um, it's talking about what's happening in life today. He's not making any comment about it. He's just talking about what's happening in life today and how sort of shit things are in mm. in general. And he talks about you know President Trump and some of the lyrics are just basically quotes that President Trump has said, like I've moved I moved on like a bitch. <laughs> and um, I'm excited. You know, someone asked him once, "What? Do you, how do you feel about being excited, uh, indicted?" And he went, "I'm excited about it." You know, just that's the president of the, mm. the biggest country in the world. Um, 
He, he, meant, he tweeted something about the uh, fire in Paris today as well. He's, he's, he's an incredible person. He really is. But then other things like talking about um, the, the beaches are full of three-year-olds is another line oh, out of wow. it. Do you know what I mean? So it's basically, it's making a comment on what's going on today. But what I love about it is the, the verse is very harsh and in your face. Mm. And it's shoving the facts in your face, all the lines. He's hammering them home. He starts off with a swear word. But then when you get to the chorus, the chorus is very uplifting and it's like hope. So right, yeah. I lo- I'd love it if we made it. And the, 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 the music changes, it's slightly, they completely change the melody around. So it's, that's what I love about it. And when it first came out, I absolutely have it. I think it's the best song they've written. Oh, that's mine, sorry. <laughs> So different, aren't they? So different. But listen to the production, all yeah. the noises going on in the background. There's like almost like a choir singing. It's they they spend a lot of time trying to get the the sounds right on individual things that they're playing, and it's um, I absolutely love them. I can't. They're, they're actually releasing another album very soon. So they released one in October, November last year, and they've got one another one recorded, and it should be out in May. Right, perfect. So, um, and I think at some stage he, he, they will probably just do an al- album of instrumental music because that's kind of their bag as well. I can see your passion about that song. You you bang into them, aren't you? Yeah, Robin. yeah. It just, um, I don't know. It just uh, something about their music just relates with me. And the other thing that they do as well, a lot of the the poppier songs that people sort of speak derogatory about, they deal with like like there's a song on the last album called um, It's Not Living If It's Not With You and it's a very happy pop song in a, mm. in a major key. It's dealing about his heroin addiction. Nice. So he, he likes that. I like that the fact that they they do that contrast of mm. a happy pop song that you can dance to dealing with a really serious subject. And I think there's, there's people in the past that have done stuff like that. I mean, I think... A lot of people would miss that. So I, if I heard it, I wouldn't even connect the two but yeah well if you listen to the lyrics he, he, it sounds like he's missing a girlfriend but he's actually talking about his heroin addiction he right. misses his heroin addiction right. so that's it's, it's serious stuff yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah. I think Love It If We Made It's interesting as well because there was a song years ago like called We We Didn't Start The Fire Billy Joel is it we, Billy Joel yeah and that's the that was the same it was sort of barking stuff that was going on in the world at the time you know what I mean that's right because JFK it, and all the, that sort the, of stuff the, 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 yeah. it starts so off quite that, fast yeah. it reminds me a bit of that right okay with you. It's, 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 that's why I think it's kind of a significant song because it's dealing with what's going on in the world well I tell you what it's been a pleasure today mate yeah it, it feels like a proper insight to what you're about what I'm about and, and hopefully people, enjoyed it. people gain a bit of um bit of information from uh, how we work and yeah i hope i hope other people have enjoyed it and a bit bit about you know who we are and i think your music taste tells people yeah. something about you i have some fun questions for you oh i thought that was it yeah now i could see you were wrapping them up but you're scared about these but you don't have to be scared at all are you ready no right i haven't got any fun questions for you mate can we have some music um Okay, hold on a second. We can also. Oh, hang about. Yeah. Andy Murphy and Gavin Jones. There we go. Here's the music. Just drown him out. <laughs> go on then. Okay. You're the ruler of the world. Oh my god. What change would you make to to make the world better? Very deep question. I'm not that sort of person. I would. Say the first thing that comes to mind. Don't think something about, about um, war, um, stop wars, or something like that. Is that it? That's all I've got for you. 
Okay. I'm not a deep person like that, mate. You are. You have been. Um, World peace. You can have dinner with one person, dead or alive. <laughs> Who would you have dinner oh with? Oh, my life. I'd just like to say, if Adam Smith's... Like, I've robbed these of Adam Smith. He interviewed me, and these are the questions he asked me. Thanks, mate. That is a tough question as well, mate. The dinner one? Yeah. So many people. Um, you can choose more than one if you want. Sean Connery. Okay. Never would have thought. I didn't know you were a big Bond fan. Are you a big Bond fan? I like him as Bond. Right. Um, Sean Connery and a th- maybe Morrissey. Okay. Just to see what's going on in his head because there's a lot going there's a lot on, going on yep. in his head. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Who would you have dinner with, by the way? Prince. Okay. <laughs> of course you would. Top five crisps. Oh, my life. Right, right number one. Des- def- Doesn't have to be in order. Okay. Um... Salt and vinegar it has to be salt and vinegar. Square crisps. Okay, great shout. Fascinating crisps. Yeah. Hula, hula hoops, ready salted. Okay. It sounds like I'm prepared for this. Quavers. Okay. And the best crisps known to humanity, mate. Wheat crunchies, the bacon version. Oh, that's old school. Oh, mate. You've got one more, by the way. Have I? Oh, another packet of wheat crunchies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we. I remember you, they used to sell them in the pub. We used to go into when we were when we weren't allowed to go in pubs. But we used to go in and then behind the bar and a pint of lager. It was just like Christmas Day every time we went in, <laughs> and it was like seventy p for a pint. Wheat, wheat crunchies remind me of the tuck shop at school. Yeah, and people would buy like three packets and have Fascinating. like all the stuff. They'd have all the all the crisps on the fingers while they were yeah. in class. I was never a fan of Watsons <clears> because of that. Because of that, yeah. yeah, yeah. But some people say that's the best bit, don't they? Oh my Let god, are we having this conversation? <laughs> Uh, my top five crisps. Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> pickled onion munch to munch. Oh, nah, nah. Yeah. Strength. You, you, you can't strength. eat them if you've got a cut on your finger. No, you can't. No, because you, you, it's like a slug. <laughs> <laughs> you start bubbling. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> um, I'm really partial to salt and vinegar Pringles. In fact, my top five would probably all be salt and vinegar, apart from the, uh, the pickled onion ones. I'm not a fan of Pringles. Pringles, Pringles are a belter. I like crisps that, that burn your mouth because there's that much flavour in them. <laughs> so anything kind of salt and vinegar. There's, um, actually, we went, I'm going to tell you something now. Wow, we, talk we, about diversifying. We, we went on a holiday and your missus had done some shopping before we got there. Christ, I don't know whether people are still listening to it. And uh, <laughs> your missus had bought some uh, salt and chardonnay vinegar. Hello, she's like that. Chardonnay vinegar from the co-op and they were amazing and I caned them for ages, which is probably why I'm on a diet now. Do you remember those crisps we used to get that used to come over there? Oh, this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> they used to come and you used to get a little blue packet of salt. A little blue packet of salt and you put the salt on yourself. What's the point? What's that all about? Just buy salt and vinegar or buy plane. What is that all Or about? helicopter, whatever was out there. Is, is that, were there people who actually didn't put the salt in? It must have been. They're just like potatoes. Some sort of novelty thing. It's weird, that. What would they call them? Wow, let's move on. <laughs> Have you ever... Do you, do you know how they actually flavour crisps? I'm dying to see one of these programmes on telly. Why, why don't we um, try and do a podcast from... Just a, about crisps. A Walker's factory. <laughs> and interview the guys with Because I'm on a diet and I'll never get out alive. I'll end up with... So, why do you wear a hair? Yeah. Okay. Go on, what's your next? That's unusual? it. That's oh, I'm God fun now. <laughs> wow. <sighs> Anyway, your first question you asked me about changing the world, what, what would you do just out of interest? Free parking for everyone. <laughs> just make life so much oh. easier. You can just park where you want. Brilliant. Parking so. is an issue, isn't it? 
it's a nightmare, nightmare isn't especially it? in Manchester yeah. because it's like 18 grand to park for 10 minutes isn't it and oh like, my god where our podcast that we did with Johnny Draper that cost me 45 quid that <laughs> 21 quid yeah. it cost me wow to park we were like three hours or something it was ridiculous mental and then uh, yeah I've already done the, the print okay. one there, so but well, I've enjoyed this mate it's just nice just chewing fat an hour and four minutes mate we've been talking there about stuff Christ is the longest one we've done yeah mate. so uh, thanks for listening and uh, make sure you subscribe and share this podcast and uh, yeah see you later The Wedding Cues live podcasts with Andy Murphy and Gavin Jones